Hey, you're listening to the Church Planters Podcast. My name is Jordan Floro. I'm your host. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening uh, wherever you're listening today. Uh, today on the show, we have Brady Gray, who is the lead pastor of the Grove Church in Bardstown, Kentucky. And we have a great conversation around micro church and small groups and discipleship and how that looks in the context where he's at in rural Kentucky. It's a fantastic conversation. I'm really excited about it because the Facebook community that we started uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, Brady has been one of the key contributors to that to that community. And so uh, we wanted to have him on as one of our early interviews. And so I'm excited to have this conversation with Brady Gray. And I know it's going to be an encouragement to you. If you've not done so already, go ahead and subscribe. And if you find this content helpful, leave a rating or review. And that really helps us get the content out to as many church planters as possible. And if you've not done so already, jump on and join our Facebook community and start contributing to that conversation. We'd love to have you. With that said, let's jump now into our interview with Brady Gray. Well, hey, we've got Brady Gray on the Church Planners podcast right now. And so, Brady, why don't you just take a moment and introduce yourself, share about a little bit about your church. We're going to get into a lot uh, in our conversation, but share a little bit about your church and your context, and uh, we'll go ahead and jump right in with that. Yeah, man, absolutely. My name is Brady Gray. Uh, I'm the church planner in central Kentucky in a little town called Bardstown, Kentucky. Um, my church is called the Grove Church. We launched officially in April of 2021, uh, and we are kind of a missional community house church network uh, in the central Kentucky region trying to, to do things a little bit different. What was the process for you in deciding where to plant and where to land? Yeah, absolutely. So back in uh, the early parts of 2018, uh, I was a lead pastor at an existing church in Shepherdsville, which is kind of in that that first ring around Louisville. Um, God laid the vision for the Grove on my heart, which what I thought was for the church I was currently at, hmm. or at that time, um, and it wasn't. Uh, I just it wasn't a great fit. God finally gave me the message: Hey, this is for you and your family. It's just not for this church. Wow. Uh, so at that point, we're okay. God, like, what do you want to do? Church planting was never on my radar. Um, and he, he basically just broke me and my wife down and said, yeah, this, I want you to start something new and make it different. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that vision and about, uh, what it was that God was putting in your heart that you first tried to implement in an established church. And, uh, and now you're able to implement at, at your current church plant. Um, share a little bit about what that looks like. The original, when I was at my previous church, uh, it was, it was an okay church. Like I, I, I don't, there wasn't any huge issues. They were a little bit more in inwardly focused than what I would prefer, which I think is a common denominator with most churches in our world, uh, spe- sure. specifically in America. Um, and so I tried to do a few things, uh, to get some, do some events to help see, help our people see, we need to get in our community and try to shift that mindset of, Let's do things at the church and just invite people to come to us. I wanted to create this environment of let's take Jesus to them. Um, yeah, that's great. And, and that kind of piqued the curiosity of a good chunk of our church, but it also piqued the the dissatisfaction of comfort for a lot of our church as well. 
I knew that there was a there was a kind of an unrest in my soul for the way church had been up to that point. Mm. Um, and then honestly, the thing that kind of rocked me the most was when I stepped out of the previous church and started pursuing church planting. The first book I read was Letters to the Church by Francis Chan. Mm. Um, and in the introduction of that book, he asked the question, like, can you imagine what would church look like if all you knew about church was what you read in scripture? You hadn't experienced anything else um, from it hadn't been in the door of a church, haven't heard about anything in church. All you knew is what you read in scripture. What would church look like? And honestly, man, that's kind of what started the foundation for the growth of, okay, I have to kind of deconstruct my brain of this is what we do in church. Yeah. And I had to surrender every decision down to the little silly things um, of God. Is this what you want? Is this, is this what you would have for us in this season, in this church, in this location, in this community? It's great. Um, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about just what this was probably like for you, that you're, you're in this established church. You're starting to have this new vision, this, this new, uh, excitement. You're you're feeling pushback from church members and, and leaders, and uh, and just kind of struggling with that tension. But then you come to this point where, uh, like you said, that that book by Francis Chan, Letters to the Church, seems like it gave you a lot of freedom just to uh, take a step back and say, God, what is it that you really want? Like if there were no restrictions with, with tradition, or this is how we've always done it. You know, see it like I hear a lot of freedom from you in that. How long was that process? I mean, that process is still going on. If I'm being honest Absolutely. with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, was, I literally was just having a conversation with my wife at the dinner table last night and told her like, it is still a, a pretty regular ongoing struggle for me to, if I'm not purposeful to just let the tradition of this is what you do in church just continue to roll on. Like I have to actively, proactively work towards not doing that. Tell me a little bit about the Grove Church. So share a little bit about what makes the Grove Church unique and and what you see God doing there. Yeah. So different's a good way to put it. We we started off, um, but the very first thing we did is we built what we call family groups, which was just groups that meet during the week and you eat a meal together, you break bread together, you spend time growing. And and a big thing for me from day one was just this idea of an authentic community. Um, And it came from when I was leading at our previous church, um, we had four couples that all served in some way or another, they served in ministry. Um, And we all had this realization of when you're a pastor or you serve in ministry, like it can get pretty stinking lonely. Mm. Um, you don't really have a lot of people in your corner. Everybody is kind of, I don't know if they're just scared to be friends with the pastor and his family or whatever it is, but it can get kind of lonely and you don't honestly have a, an, an outlet to talk. And so we created this little get together once a week, we get together and eat. And it was just kind of an, it was a time for us just to, to, to lean on each other as leaders. And to be honest with you, man, like that was the healthiest church I'd ever been a part of. And it wasn't even the church. Wow. Um, and so that kind of formed what we wanted it to look like. We knew from the very beginning that God had kind of flipped the script of uh, the typical pathway for the church is you meet somebody, you invite them to come to church gathering on Sunday morning. And then from Sunday morning gathering, then if they want to get plugged in more, they get plugged into a small group or something to that nature during the week. 
um, God kind of flipped that for us. Um, he said, I want your front door to be your, your house. Hmm. Um, and so I honestly, it's been an ever growing, uh, shift of what God has been doing. And the way I explained it the other day is it's like, man, we've got this, the church is up and running and it's like the car is running, but the engine is constantly being tweaked to make it run more efficiently. Um, and so it's a, it's a constant prayer, constant surrender. So our front door is, is small groups in the home. We call them missional communities, um, mm. because we want to be missional incarnational, uh, driven. And so what that looks like is we grew, we grow together. We dive into scripture together. We pray together. We'll eat together. Um, ours is a little bit different. Honestly, God is kind of, um, over the past month, we've shifted a little bit more and we were separating kids. And the adults, like we would eat together as family and then the adults would go upstairs and the kids would stay downstairs and they'd be led and engaged by a couple of adults. Um, and God, God works through my wife in remarkable ways. Um, she grew up going to a mega church here in Kentucky and was very plugged into the kids ministry. She has a remarkable heart for kids. And she just had this realization. She's like, man, I really, I really think the kids will learn better by observation than they will by me sitting and, and teaching them. I'm like, what's that mm. mean? What's that mean? And she's like, I think we need to stay together. And I'm like, there's no way we can stay together. <laughs> like, what are you trying to do to me? Like, this is crazy to kind of keep the kids and the adults in the same room. And but that's what we do, man. And it's been remarkable. Wow. It's been really good. Um, sure. Like for people like me, like I have a pretty good case of ADD. Like I, I can't focus very well. And so like we're, 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 we'll have the adults in one part of my basement with couches and kind of sitting and diving into scripture and praying together. And the kids are in the same room. And we actually use right now, we use Life Church's kids ministry videos. And so hmm. they'll watch the video and they'll do activities. But the cool thing is, is like you will see the kids leaning into both. Mm. It's like they'll see the video. They'll learn from the video. Uh, the adults are pouring in activity wise. Like our big deal is like we don't want to just babysit your kids. We said that from day one. Like yeah. We want to engage your kids. We want your kids to know one that they're loved. And we want them to know that Jesus loves them in the way that we treat the way we are around them. Um, so they're getting that with the adults that are hanging out with them still. But it's fun because like we never have a conversation or a hangout in missional communities where kids aren't coming in and out of the circle with conversation with the adults. And so mm -hmm. like they're hearing their parents talk about their struggles. They're hearing their parents ask questions about the Bible. They're hearing people like they're hearing and they're observing all of these things. Um, so it's been real. And that's one of the big things of why we're different. Man. Like yeah. we, we honestly don't have, we don't gather like a, a corporate worship. We hmm. just do missional communities and that frees up the rest of our week. Like we end each week uh, gathering with our missional communities. And I'll say, Hey guys, my challenge to you this week is to spend time multiple days this week with people in your home. Um, and so that's, that's kind of the pathway for us is if I meet somebody in the community, um, I take them to coffee or I take them to lunch. And then the next step is for me to invite them and their family into, into dinner with my family one-on-one. -on -one. And if they're still interested, then we invite them into our missional community. But that brings them in with a relationship where they don't feel like they're an outsider. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I, I love, especially in your story, how your focus from the very beginning was to look at function over form. 
right? And, and a lot of times in church planting, we, we can look at, um, you know, large, you mentioned Life Church. You can look at Life Church and say, how do we get there? And you kind of have that as the picture and you work towards that type of form of church. Uh, but I, like I said, I love how you uh, approached, man, what would, what would a church look like if scripture was the only thing that defined what we see as church, right? And you started there and then you started with relationships and, and really work through, um, you know, the, the, the function of the church, like I said. Um, so that's, that's amazing. How do you see this playing out in the next several years? as you guys continue to attract new people to the Grove Church? Yeah, so I think one thing that's important to note is um, it is attractive to, to some people. Sure. Um, but, man, we're in central Kentucky, and, and we're right in the heart of the Bible Belt. And so, honestly, it has been a lot more difficult than I expected getting people to understand and buy into this idea. Um one, I thought, man, people are so ready for community coming off of shutdowns and quarantines. That's accurate. People, like if I invite somebody to my house for dinner, like very rarely am I getting a no. Hmm. Um, but when I say, hey, come to our missional community or come to our church, we meet in my house. Like there's like a brick wall that goes up because in the Bible Belt, or maybe it's just this town, because honestly, like this town, another reason God brought us here is this town is is primarily traditional, pretty conservative type churches that come from a Catholic background. Um, and so even people that haven't been in church for years, they're like, man, like I, I could I, if I had a, if I had a dollar for every time somebody said, hey, call me when you have a church building and you're a real church. Hmm. Like I, I could retire probably. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, well, I'm probably never going to call you then because that's not the direction God's telling us to go. Um, so it has been a little bit more challenging to get people to buy into it. Honestly, we've had three or four families um, that were plugged in with our church that comes from, they came from a traditional church background. And they're like, man, I love what we're doing. But the longer they sat in it, the longer they realized they weren't willing to give up that tradition. Um, and so they have since transitioned out and I've told people from day one, like, man, I'm not going to beg you to stay. Like, if you want to be a part of what we're doing, I want you to be here. All I care is that you're plugged in, in the kingdom. Like, if that means you need to go to a church across the, across the street, I'm for it. Just go, don't just sit and not go anywhere. Um, so yeah, it has been a little bit more challenging, but I think the first question you asked, where do you see the growth going in the next few years? Um, that has changed remarkably over the past year. Um, I, I see it going in multiple, multiplying these missional communities that just completely take over our town. Hmm. Um, whether or not those missional communities, let's say in, in five years, we have 20 missional communities that have five to 10 families in each of them, whether or not we bring all of those together once a month for like a, a worship gathering, maybe that may be the case. I don't know. But I know a heartbeat's going to be continuing to multiply those leaders and multiply those missional communities to bring it. Honestly, it brings an authentic community where people love one another well and feel safe enough to, to talk to one another in a real way. But our biggest thing right now, man, one of the things that I've been learning that I love that we're starting to do is we're creating an environment for people to discover Jesus. Hmm. And it's like discovery is this big word for me right now because – 
for the longest time, I've been in Bible studies. I've been in small groups. I've led both of those. And it's like, if somebody has questions, it's like, it was my duty as the pastor to tell you when you're wrong and tell you the right answer. But I'm creating this, and I feel like God wants me to create this environment where rather than tell you you're wrong, I kind of run like the bumpers on a bowling alley. It's like, I'm going to let you veer a little bit. And if you get too far off, I'm going to bring you back in. But I'm going to let the group talk. And even if it's the wrong answer, or even if it's a little bit off, I'm going to let them keep going until, because I really truly believe that if I allow people to discover the answer, it's going to stick a lot better than if I just tell you. And mm. so that's, that's where we've been running. So long answer for a question, but I think it's going to be multiplying these missional community house churches that creates a network that just continues to multiply. It's awesome, man. Brady, thank you so much for taking time to uh, pour into church planters and for being on the podcast today. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Man, what a great conversation with Brady Gray. The thing that sticks out to me is his authenticity. I mean, that just comes across in uh, everything that they're trying to do uh, through how they even got to the point where they are planting the Grove Church um, to how they're leading the Grove Church. And really what they're trying to build within the culture is just this this community that's authentic with one one another and, and has... Um, just these deep relationships with one another that's based on uh, where people actually are. I have a friend that'll say, uh, Jesus is only going to meet you where you actually are, not where you're portraying yourself to be. And this type of church, this micro church, this missional community church, uh, really just lends itself to saying, if if we're going to be successful, we have to be honest about where we actually are. Brady's leading in the way that he's living his life. Um, They're creating that culture. It's super exciting to see. The other thing that sticks out to me is Brady's emphasis on function more than form. Um, Really just diving into the question, what does scripture teach about the church? How do we as the church operate with one another how do we interact with one another as the church? What's our mission? What are we called to? And I, I just really appreciate his focus on answering that question before, hey, what kind of church do we want? What, what kind of service do we want? What kind of worship do we want? Um, how is the church down the street doing it? And they're successful. How can we mimic that? Uh, there, there's just this honesty and integrity that Brady has asking that question of, uh, of God, what what kind of church are, are you wanting us to have and what is the type of church that we need in our community now and uh, and, and not letting uh, other churches dictate that or models dictate that. I think that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Church Planters Podcast. If you've not done so already, hit subscribe, leave a rating or review, join the Facebook community, the Church Planters community, and get in on the conversation. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Church Planters Podcast.